Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the End of the Day podcast. My name is Carrie. I'm your host, and this is episode 34 Choosing Your Energy State on Purpose. Let me ask you a question. When you wake up, how are you feeling? Are you feeling anything? What are you thinking? On average, what is the first thing that you think about when you wake up? Is it, oh man, I'm so tired. (laughs) Is it just five more minutes? Is it? Okay, let's start the day. Uh, First, I'm going to jump in the shower. Then I'm going to grab a cup of coffee. Scratch that. I'm going to grab a cup of coffee, then jump in the shower. Or are you laying in bed thinking about yesterday or the week before or thinking about your boss or thinking about projects that you have, maybe that are past due? Are you thinking about the schedule that you that you have for the day? So I started the podcast off asking, what do you normally feel first thing in the morning? That's a harder question to answer than what are you normally thinking in the mornings? But did you know that what you are thinking creates how you feel? So for example, if you start the morning off saying, I'm so tired, I've got so much to do today, and you start listing everything that you have to do, might notice that you feel yourself already getting stressed out possibly, right? On the flip side, if you wake up and you think, all right, let's go, let's jump in the shower, Think about the different type of energy that you bring to the beginning of your day. The reason why I'm exploring this question is because I love to do these social experiments on myself. I know that when I wake up and I think, all right, I'm so excited to get started, and I genuinely have that feeling of excitement in my body, I am much more likely to jump out of bed and take a shower, do the first thing. Now, for some of you, the first thing might be going down to the basement or your workout room and getting your workout in. Others of you, the first thing might be to grab your journal and to light a candle and start journaling. It doesn't matter what your first thing is. What matters is that you had a thought that created the energy for you to get the first thing done. So let me tell you why I'm bringing this up. Occasionally, I like to go back and think about the last year or think about a time when things were running pretty smoothly, when I was actively embodying the person that I wanted to be and moving through the day, doing actions in alignment with what I wanted to do in the future. During that time, I would wake up and as soon as my eyes were open and my mind was conscious... I would list off things I was grateful for. So it might look like I'm so thankful for the day. I'm so thankful for my husband. So thankful for my children. I'm thankful for this home. I'm thankful for this job that I get to do, etc., etc. Starting the day off with gratitude, literally, would put me in an energized state. And after I was done expressing the gratitude that I had in my heart, I would 
jump out of bed, grab my journal, go downstairs and start my day. The reason why that period of time was so powerful for me was because it was the first time that I truly realized I could control how I started the day. Oftentimes I would wake up and maybe I felt a little depressed. Maybe I felt really tired. Maybe I felt anxious or nervous. Maybe I had a lot on my mind. Or there were times that maybe I was anticipating something, feeling excited, and that was how I started my day, just based on how I felt when I woke up. But choosing intentionally to start my day the way that I wanted to allowed me to actually then choose the emotion or energy with which I started my day. And I think that really is everything. Let's think about this. So, so many of us, myself included, and I know this comes up so often with my clients, is this never-ending quest for the perfect morning routine. Now, the morning routine is just a series of actions that we've identified in advance as things that we feel or we know would help us individually set our day up for, quote, success, whatever that means to us, right? These are things like maybe a gratitude practice and journaling or um, going for a run first thing, doing our workout, hopping on the bike, maybe engaging in a meditative practice, doing some yoga, sitting in silence, whatever we have deemed to be important for our mind, body, and soul, we want to put that in some sort of morning routine, right? Where we get into trouble often is when we maybe stop doing our morning routine or stop doing some or all of our morning routine. And we then enter into this phase of mind drama as to why we're not able to be consistent with doing the things that we've identified as important to us. But here's what we know about actions or taking action. Why do we do or not do anything? It's based on our emotions, how we're feeling, our energy state. So what is our energy state? Our thoughts plus our emotions. Now, our thoughts could be the subconscious thoughts running through our mind without our knowledge, right? But because we can't be sure what thoughts are running in our subconscious and therefore what feelings those subconscious thoughts are generating when we wake up, it almost feels risky to not choose the energy state we want to be in on purpose, doesn't it? Hang with me here. So if our morning routine, our actions that we've identified as important to us for our mind, body, and soul, and we know that our actions are fueled by the emotions or our energetic state, and we know that our thoughts create our emotions and create our energetic state, Wouldn't it be just as important, if not more so, to decide in advance or know in advance the energy that we need to have inside of us to take the actions that we want? And because we know our emotions or our energy are created by the thoughts that we're thinking, then we need to know what thoughts we need to be thinking to create or generate that specific emotional fuel. So maybe now you're on board. Maybe you're realizing, oh, maybe this is why I haven't been as consistent with my morning routine as I would like because I haven't decided on purpose the energy that I want to be bringing when I start my morning routine. 
right? And then you're like, well, how do I do that? So some people will choose feelings like committed or disciplined or motivated or inspired. They'll think, okay, I want to feel motivated. So what do I need to be thinking to feel motivated so that I will do my meditation practice or I will put on my shoes and go for a run? What thought will create that feeling of motivation inside your body so that it gives you the fuel to move forward with your morning routine? An example could be my morning runs help bring clarity and energy into my day. Another example could be when I meditate, I ground myself and center myself for the rest of the day. Another thought could be when I spend 10 minutes journaling my thoughts, I am able to clear my mind so I have more bandwidth to focus on what really matters. Okay, that last one was a long one, but you get the idea, right? Something for the mind, body, and soul. And the important part is that when you think that specific thought, it creates the feeling that you wanted that inspires you or spurs you or compels you to take the action that you want to be taking. Now, those were examples of thoughts that remind you of what you will get, what benefit you will have from doing those actions. Some people find it very powerful to instead use thoughts that are affirming the identity that they are choosing. So for example, if you are looking to incorporate a very regular exercise routine, then a thought that they might choose is, I take care of my body, or I'm strengthening my body one mile, one run, one workout at a time. If it's important to you to regularly incorporate a mindfulness practice, a thought could be, I take care of my mind, body, and soul, or I value my mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. Sometimes it helps to borrow other thoughts until you can find thoughts that resonate deeply with you. The most important thing is that whatever thought you choose, it generates the feeling that you desire or the feeling that you chose in your body when you think it. That is really important. It is that mind-body connection that what your mind is thinking, it shows up in your body, right? Often we have that disconnect when our mind is thinking that we need to be doing something and our body is not on board or not even engaged, right? But when you can align what you're thinking with the emotion that you want in your body, the right thought-feeling combination for you will lead you to take the action that you desire. Now, you might need to play with this for a little bit. Sometimes you think a thought that you think is very motivating, but when you think it, it actually doesn't change anything within your body. Your energy state is still the same. In that case, try on a different thought. Maybe a different thought will create the feeling of motivation for you. Or maybe a different thought will create the feeling of inspiration or commitment or dedication for you. Sometimes I find I've actually chosen the wrong emotion. So last year, the word commitment was big for me. And so I spent a lot of time thinking thoughts that generated the feeling of commitment. And that worked for me to take small steps consistently toward creating specific habits that I wanted to add to my lifestyle. There came a period of time, though, where the word commitment 
felt more punitive to me. Instead of it driving my actions or leading me to take the actions that I wanted, I would start avoiding the actions because the word commitment started taking a different meaning for me. It no longer felt expansive and exciting in my body. Instead, it made me contract inside. It made me kind of wall up, which led to me wanting to avoid or resist the action. I spent a good amount of time thinking that this was a very big problem. And I spent a lot of time, like I mentioned in the last podcast, talking or thinking about how this was a moral failing on my part, a character flaw, if you will. And honestly, that's where so many of us go, right? We go down that rabbit hole of beating ourselves and shame, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and so unnecessary. What I've come to realize is we just need to go back to the basics and look for the thought and feeling again. Maybe we don't want a commitment type of feeling to fuel our actions. Maybe we're looking for something a little bit lighter. So for me, lightness and joy and fun and excitement actually are words that fuel me more in this particular season of my life and this part of my journey. I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast that I love doing social experiments on myself. I love to watch my own behavior and tweak things and refine things and see what works for me and what doesn't. So in follow-up to my podcast last week on psychological reactance and personal autonomy, I have been experimenting with, instead of using words or emotions like motivation, commitment, dedication, discipline, commitment, etc., I am experimenting with using the emotion, like the emotion of freedom, right? The feeling of freedom inside of me or the feeling of peace. So one thing that I've really noticed about me is if I were to ask what I really, really wanted in life, like if I had all the money in the world, what would I want in my life? And the words that always come up are inner peace and just this feeling of freedom. So if those are emotions that are just huge emotions for me in terms of how I want to actually live out my life, maybe those would be very powerful emotions for me in my day-to-day life. So if we were to choose an energy state on purpose, and again, energy state for me being identified as your thoughts plus emotions, then if I insert freedom as my energy state that I'm choosing, I would ask the question, what thought do I need to be thinking right now to generate that feeling of freedom inside my body so that from this place of freedom, I am taking the actions that I desire, right? I find this to be so fascinating. I even have been doing this with chores around the house, right? So we might have dinner dishes or a couple loads of laundry that need to be done, or even, for example, like this podcast, right? If I find myself resisting, I will ask myself, how would doing this now create freedom for me? How would doing this now create that feeling of inner peace for me? What I'm learning is that inner peace and freedom can actually mean peace from and freedom from the thoughts that would constantly follow me if I don't do the thing that I really want to do. I'm already seeing how this could be so powerful for future events too. 
So if you are someone who struggle with planning ahead for big events in the future, or if you're someone who waits to the very last minute to do things and then miss out on opportunities that you know you would love to invite into your life, but because you waited till the last minute and you didn't plan in advance, things kind of just blow up and, and they just never happen. So for me, I've been having some fun looking out into the fall, seeing what things normally come up in the fall, and deciding ahead of time to ask myself the question, what would make it freeing for me to do now so that I can enjoy those opportunities when they come up, so I can jump on those opportunities when they come up. Now, those opportunities are things related to our family, social events. They're also things for me I can anticipate out in the future for my coaching practice. So what can I do now? What are things that I can do now, whether it's the physical environment, whether it's technology, whether it's um, just even working on my mind and working on thoughts that might come up that in the past have prevented me from inviting opportunities into my life? I've decided that it would be extremely freeing to work on those things now so that when those opportunities arise, I'm in a position to receive them. That's the kind of work I'm talking about when I mention choosing your energy state on purpose. Okay, so we talked about choosing your energy state on purpose so that you can take the action that you want to help move you forward in life, right? Another equally important and equally powerful way to use this tool is to decide in advance how you want to show up, either in relationships or in certain circumstances. So, for example, let's say you go to work and it's typically considered a stressful environment. How would you like to show up? Who would you like to be at work no matter what happens during the day? There are always going to be things that happen externally. When we can learn to decide in advance how we want to handle those situations internally, we give our brain some context as to how to behave when we are faced with situations that could tax our nervous system. So most of us move through life feeling like whatever happens during the day dictates whether or not it was a stressful day. In fact, my mind was blown when I realized that actually stress and overwhelm are feelings, right? And those feelings are created by thoughts we're thinking. Let's think about this. So if something happens at work, one person can say, okay, that happened. Let's figure this out. That creates a much different energy than, oh my gosh, why does this always happen? Or not again, or I wish that didn't happen, or this is too much. I can't handle it. You understand what I'm saying. We've all been there. We've all experienced some form or version of those words in various aspects of our lives. We suffer so much, though, when we expect the day to go well so that we can feel like the day went well, rather than deciding in advance how we want to show up emotionally for whatever happens during the day. When you choose your energy state or emotional state in advance, when you choose how you want to show up in advance, You give your mind and body an anchor or a lighthouse or a North Star to guide you through your day. So if you know emotions like calm or confidence or control are important for you and those you work with throughout the day, then choosing that in advance 
is actually going to be very instructive for you and it helps reduce all of the noise that goes on when you are triggered um, by a stressful situation. So if you've decided in advance, I want to show up calm and confident and in control, then what are thoughts that you need to be thinking or what is one thought that will help you instantly embody that feeling of calm and control? This is where tweaking and experimenting really comes into play. So for example, it could be something even as simple as, I bring the calm. Or one thing I want to point out here, it's so fascinating. Let's just take that sentence, I bring the calm. How does this sound to you? Oh, I bring the calm. Or I bring the calm. Or I bring the calm. Okay. Okay, now some of you might be thinking you literally just said the same sentence three times, but emphasis really matters. And the word that you emphasize is what is going to resonate deeply with what you need. So for example, I bring the calm. The emphasis is on the word I, and it's just a reminder to you, oh yeah, who brings the calm? Not the situation, not the clients, not the customers, you know, not the vendors. It's me. I bring the calm. Now, somebody might say, oh, it's more important for me to say, I bring the calm. And so for that, it's like, oh, bringing is an action. So when everything seems chaotic, I forgot. I bring the calm. I create the action of calm. Now, for some people, they might say, I bring the calm. (laughs) And you might say, really, Carrie, but truly, for some people, it's truly important to remember that they get to bring whatever it is um, to the table. So it could be, I bring the fun, I bring the calm, I bring the confidence, I bring the serenity. Whatever you choose, just make sure that when you practice saying the statement, it creates or generates or conjures up those specific feelings that you want to be feeling inside your body so that what you're saying is in alignment with what you're feeling in your body because it's from that mind-body space that you'll actually be able to show up the way that you want, regardless of anybody else's actions or whatever happens outside of you. This is going to take some practice. It is okay if you do amazing one moment and the next moment, you know, you kind of forget yourself. Having that intention in place helps you walk yourself back to the place where you want to be instead of spending the day in a constant reactive state, which often leads to a lot of beating ourselves up later, shaming ourselves, etc. And it's just not necessary. Another way choosing your energy state on purpose in advance is really helpful is in your relationships. So for example, let's say you want to connect with your spouse or your partner or your kids, coworkers, whomever, in a different way. Maybe it's been a very reactive way where you're talking nervous system to nervous system and it just feels like you're constantly either on the defensive or apologizing or it's just never going the way that you hoped, right? When we decide in advance that we want to show up to a particular relationship with a certain emotion in our heart, it actually becomes much simpler to interact with that specific individual because we've decided in advance how we want to show up when we're with them. So let's say you're a parent and you are wanting to improve your connection with your child. When you're waiting in line to pick them up from school, that might be a great time to decide in advance what you want to be feeling in your heart 
when you see them walking towards the car, when they get in the car, regardless of how they're looking or what they're saying to you or not saying to you when they get in the car. So important. We know they will be them, but they're so used to us responding to the way they are. It's going to be a different game when you decide in advance how you want to be no matter what they are or how they are, right? And so, you know, if you decide the emotion that you want, let's say it's just pure love, right? Then you could be thinking, what do I need to be thinking to generate that feeling of love in my body so that when they're walking toward the car, when they get in the car and you ask them how their day went and they don't answer, right? Um, then you still remember how it is you wanted to show up. One thought could be, I love my child. I know it sounds so simple, but think about it. How often do we just say the words, I love my child? You could add exactly as they are. They don't need to do anything different for me to love my child, right? Again, this is where experimenting with thoughts is really important and powerful. Some thoughts might conjure up different emotions and the emotions might not be how you want to show up. So think of a thought that generates that feeling truly inside your body um, so that you can show up in that way. That's the work that we're doing here, okay? And again, if you don't do it perfectly or if it works sometimes and doesn't work other times, don't be afraid to step back and say, okay, what else can I try? The point of this exercise is to bring things back to what's within our control. We can't control what other people are thinking, what they're feeling, how they're acting. But what we can control is how we want to interpret something. We can control our thoughts. We can control our emotions. And we can control our actions and how we choose to respond in any given situation. And when we control all of those things, then we create our experience of life the way that we want to live it. That's the power of choosing your energy state on purpose. Okay, my friends, there's a lot of different ways we could have gone with that, but we'll stop there. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any thoughts or if you're struggling with anything that's in this podcast, or if you have a question for me, I'd love to hear from you. Please don't hesitate to email me. My email is carrie at carriewaterson.com, K-A-R-I at K-A-R-I-W-A-T-T-E-R-S-O-N.com. You can find me on Instagram where I publish content like this. My Instagram handle is carrie underscore mindset coach. That's K-A-R-I underscore mindset coach. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. At the end of the day, we have one life. How do we want to live it? How do we want to show up? Let's think about it. And then let's get to work. Thank you.